Hello and welcome to the Film Mavericks Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Bunch, and today we are talking all about goal setting. We're talking, I think this is such an important time of year for thoughts and reflections on the past year, on 2018, on looking at our numbers and our metrics and thinking about what we want for the future. What tra- What's the trajectory that we're headed what are we trying to accomplish in 2019? And today I've brought my friend John Bunn on. John is a fantastic wedding filmmaker in Oklahoma. And uh, he's also the host of the How to Film a Wedding podcast, or one of the hosts of the How to Film a Wedding podcast. And one of the things that I always appreciate about John is his uh, a lot of his activity online being around... Um, the idea of, of metrics and setting goals and uh, setting tangible goals and tracking those to make sure that they, you know, are on pace and, and trying to actually achieve them, not just sort of setting these lofty goals, but actually some measurable goals that they can quantify at the end of the time period, whether or not they did it. And it's something that I think is probably pretty rare in the filmmaking community. Most of us are sort of artists first and you know we just do a business because that lets us do our art but i think this stuff is incredibly important if we want to grow as filmmakers as business owners and uh, build something that can last that can stand the test of time and so i'm excited to have this conversation with my friend john john thanks for being here man absolutely thanks for having me on i'm excited to chat too awesome well, John, maybe you could uh, start out by introducing us if our uh, our listeners, our viewers have um, no idea who you are. Maybe give us a little bit more. I gave you a little intro there, but tell us a little bit more about yourself. Most likely nobody knows who I am, so that's okay. No, um, Yeah, like you said, I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I started Redeemed Productions uh, Wedding Film Company in 2007, so I've been doing this for a minute. Um, The first few years was just kind of like figuring things out, um, not really tracking goals, not really knowing what I was doing, but just enjoying, you know, shooting weddings and enjoying um, just making more money than I was at my previous job and just kind of, you know, started the company in 07, turned it into a business really in about 2010 when I really started focusing on the business side of things, not just the creative side of things, because I saw over and over again, people would come into the market and be like really cool, really trendy. And then like two years later, they weren't, you know, shooting weddings anymore because they couldn't make any money um, doing it. And I've just always been intrigued by, you know, how to to make as much money while providing the best services possible. Um, whenever I got going, it was either kind of you could be the used car salesman and just be slick and try to sell and sell and sell. Or you could be super creative. And that was about it. And so it was um, one of those two things. And I, I, I realized early, like if I could really hone this craft in while, you know, knowing my numbers and knowing my goals, you know, I could turn this into something that would be sustainable. So I wouldn't have to go back and get like a, a job. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm in Tulsa. I've got a wife, two kids. Um, we had a company, you know, with 12 employees at one point. Last year, I brought it down to just um, myself and Nina, our main photographer, and launched um, the How to Film Weddings podcast, like you said, um, a few months back. And so just really focusing on teaching others how to run their business, how to shoot better, 
um, as well as, you know, really honing in and just um, providing more quality than quantity as we grow our business forward. So that's, that's a nutshell what we're, we're about and where we're at and all that good stuff. Awesome. Well, very cool. Maybe you can talk to me about, um, I just want to dive into the, into the topic at hand. So yeah, I'm curious, um, in this transition that you guys made from, you know, 12 full-time people or, or 12 people in the studio, I don't know if they're all full-time, probably not. Um, but from, from 12 folks to, to just the two of you, and I'm sure that you're still, um, you know, hiring some of those folks from time to time, maybe on more of a contract basis or something. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I was on the podcast like early episodes, teens, maybe. Um, yeah, probably. And, <clears throat> and we were talking about like all the people I had around. I had, um, you know, three interns, which I, you know, they were part-time and paid. So they were employees. I had a video manager and a video editor, a photo manager and a photo editor, um, an office manager and like a marketing person and then myself and then Nina. So there was just like a lot of us. Um, and I was, we were shooting all these weddings and doing all this stuff. And like my happy place had kind of gone away and I was really, um, focused so much on building, you know, the brand and getting bigger that like, I kind of lost my why or why I was wanting to do it. And, um, I just took a step back. And as I was looking at my goals, <clears throat> for 2017 um like going into 2018 nope 2016 going into 2017 this is weird because it's right at the beginning of the year but yeah. um i was looking at the goals and i was i was looking at the numbers and i was able to pay all these people but i was having to shoot all these extra weddings and i just started looking and really diving into the numbers and at the same time we had raised our prices quite a bit and so we were shooting less weddings and i realized that like if i shot 20 less weddings in 2017, I would personally make more money if I were to pare it down. And um, it seemed like a really good time and transition. So December of 2017, we went down to just the two of us. And yes, we have people that we contract to shoot for us still and to edit for us still. But like it really, um, I just got to a place where I was like, I'm going to either just grow this thing to like a nationwide brand or I am going to pull it way back and I'm going to focus in on 20 to 30 couples a year and then maybe build back later because it was kind of becoming just a little, it wasn't necessarily overwhelming, but it was just like, I was just doing it to do it. You know, I felt like I wasn't mm -hmm. successful if I didn't have a big brand. And what I really was drawn to was the quality side of things where, you know, I think you can, <clears throat> have quality obviously if you're doing a lot but i just loved you know getting to know my couples and getting and really started uh getting lots of messages from people asking me about how you know i've grown my my company to a six-figure plus company and have kept it there for over you know seven years and um, people are asking me how how i'm charging what i'm charging and i really started enjoying the interaction between the wedding film community and teaching what I knew, you know, I don't know everything, but 12 years doing it, 13 years now, um, people started asking questions. And so like that really started um, because I had pulled back last year, I could really look at and say, hey, I, I would love to do more education. I love helping this community, these new people. If I can help them save a year or two of time knowing things that, you know, I didn't know, that would be awesome. So um, now, you know, fast forward to 2019, it's myself full time. And then Nina, our photographer is here part time. 
And then everybody else that I have do anything for me is contract work. In 2018, I edited every single wedding. Um, when I inherited and let go of everybody except for Nina, last December, I had 21 weddings in the queue. Wow. And so I had 21 weddings and only two to shoot between December and April. So by the time we got to April, I was all the way caught up. Um, I had edited 21 weddings in four months and um, kept it that way. And <clears throat> in like throughout 2018, I did all of the editing. I hired second shooters, but um, I just wanted it to be way simpler. And I, um, you know, busy was my badge of honor. I, I thought if I was busy, I was doing what was right. And I realized quickly by finally looking at those numbers and those goals that if I were to pull things back, I could not only have a, a happier life, but like I could make more money. So in 2018, I made the most I ever made off of 20 less weddings. So it was, it was really, it, it's been very happy over here in the bun house. Nice. Awesome. I think that's so important to, to have. And that's why I wanted to ask the question is because having a time where you can reflect on what makes you happy in life on what your goals are, what you want to accomplish can really have a dramatic effect on how you're going to run your business. And so for you, you know, having that time of reflection and realizing, okay, yeah, I've, I've built this cool thing, but it's not really what out of life and to be able to go back and say, okay, let me retool and make this business what I actually want it to be. I think that's fantastic. You know, we, um, you get the same thing. A lot of questions about building a volume brand because uh, Ladybird Studios is pretty unique, and so lots of people ask questions about that because they want to start their own. And I think, you know, I'm always thrilled to to answer those questions for people. Um, but at the same time, I think it's so important to answer like the why question. Why why do you want to build that? Um, and uh, you know, because otherwise you may end up, uh, you know, doing something that you hate. Right. Or you may find out something that you love and that's what you should be doing, you know, and I've kind of gotten to a place where I've realized like, for me, like, this is a happier place for me than running my boutique, uh, you know, wedding company. And so exactly. I've kind of really shifted where, you know, I'll be pretty happy if I only shoot, you know, two or three weddings myself with my boutique company this, this year in 2019, kind of focus the rest of my energy onto my my volume company ladybird studios and which i'm kind of like stopping calling it my volume wedding company and just calling it my wedding company mm -hmm. um, because that's really kind of where i'm shifting my energy is there and then with my corporate brand film mavericks as well so um but yeah i think it's it's so important that we stop and sort of reflect on what makes me happy in life and um and also where where do i want to go long-term. Mm -hmm. So this is, um, let's, let's talk about sort of before we, we get into like the, what your, what your goals are 2019, what you're thinking about in 2019, how does, um, well, well, give me, give me a bigger picture. Like mm -hmm. what do you want your, your life, your studio, what do you want things to look like in five years from now? <clears throat> Yeah. And I think just that question in itself, I think everyone should ask them that question. I mean, we don't, you know, all know exactly where we want to be in, in five years, but, you know, um, just asking the question makes you reevaluate what you're doing. And I think 
before even answering that, like most of us just kind of wander through our business life and say, well, I don't know how many weddings I'm going to shoot this year because I don't know how many people have contacted me yet. If they're willing to pay me, I'll, I'll do the wedding. Or if, you know, I don't know when I'm going to shoot, or I don't know if I'm going to get to take time off this year. I don't know if I'm going to, you know, cause at the beginning, especially like you're just trying to eat, you're trying to pay your bills. And so, you know, I remember that time, you know, from 2007, eight and nine was just like, yes, if you have a pulse and you will pay me, I will film your wedding. Yeah. You know, at that time I was charging $1,200 or something per wedding. So, um, you know, I would, you know, everybody asking themselves where they want to be in five years does make you really take a, a step back and just look and say, oh, that's me kind of controlling my destiny instead of my business controlling me. And so up until maybe five or six years ago, at the end of the year is whenever I would look back and say, well, this is what I did instead mm -hmm. of knowing at the beginning of the year, what is my roadmap? What is my plan? And everybody is different with their business, but I even posted um, in the wedding film Academy group just um, in the last couple of days, you know, like what things are you measuring? You know, I've got several metrics that I'm looking at. I'm a numbers guy, but um, you know, just measuring how many weddings I want to shoot, how many weeks I want to take off, how many um, dollars do I want to make the big one, you know? And so, um, but yes, answering the question, you know, like where I want to be in five years, um, I would love to be, you know, I love shooting weddings and I love telling the story of love. And um, we've built our brand to a very, um, you know, nearing the, the high, high, high end uh, of the, the wedding market where, you know, we're, we're charging a lot and that, that allows us to shoot a lot less, um, you know, somewhere in the 10 to 12 weddings in a year is probably the five years from five years from now uh, version of what I'm doing plus focusing a lot more back on education. Um, I was always afraid to even put myself in the education space because I haven't gone to like a camera school to learn the basics of why a camera does what it does. I kind of taught myself how to shoot on my own. You know, I, I've got lots of things that I can always be getting better at. So I always felt like vulnerable, like, well, people are going to call me out and tell me I'm, you know, a fake because I don't know why this color temperature needs to be this on that or the, and, you know, I just know this is what makes it look good on the film or, um, but like education is really big for me. And I can see that being something for me, not that I um, am teaching necessarily, but like helping people to find the information that they need to find to get better at not only shooting, but running their business. And that's really the niche for me that I really enjoy is like, if I can help somebody go from making $20,000 a year to 40,000 or help them to get to their first six figure year or something like that, that makes me so, I mean, that's the American dream, you know, for me it was like, man, if I can replace my income. And then I remember the first year that I doubled my income. And then the first year I quadrupled what I was doing at my other job. And it's like, you know, the life that I get to currently live 12 years in, you know, in 2018, I took seven weeks off paid as a, you know, with my family, um, I shot 30 weddings. Um, I would, you know, this year, my goal is 25, but, um, I shot 30 weddings. So I had 20 weekends off, which is the most I've ever had in 10 years. Um, we made more than we've ever made. We saved more than we ever saved. And so those are the things that I was, you know, looking at for at the beginning of last year. And so moving into the five years from now, you know, being able to, have a brand that is teaching people and providing a service that helps people uh, and getting paid to do that. 
alongside staying in that thing that I love, you know, in that sweet spot for me, which is somewhere in, you know, one a month, two a month, you know, in certain months, that's where I want to be in five years. I mean, all the specifics, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. That's really helpful. I think just to kind of take a step back and look at, you know, long-term what I want and then how does, how does my longer-term plan inform my shorter-term plans? Exactly. So, so let's talk more about that. Um, what does, um, well, if, if let, let's kind of put ourselves in the shoes of a, a wedding filmmaker who is, um, maybe, you know, they're, they're probably most wedding filmmakers, I think are in the place where they are working another job and kind of building up their business to the point of kind of hoping that one day they will be able to make that jump to full-time. I'm, I'm going to kind of guess that that's where the majority of wedding filmmakers are. Sure. Um, so, <laughs> so kind of put yourself in, in those shoes. What are, what are the things that you would think about? Like if, if I'm going to sit down here as that wedding filmmaker and make a list of what are the things that I need to be measuring mm -hmm. so that in 2020, I'm ready to make that jump to full-time to, to, to live that dream of mine. What are the things that I need to be measuring? Yeah. Um, I immediately think about Dave Ramsey and how he always says, you got to get the boat close enough to the dock. So when you're about to jump, you don't get wet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so like, that's, you know, for whenever I was going from part-time into full-time, I was working at a church and I was, you know, my side hustle was shooting weddings, shooting football games, shooting anything that they would, people would pay me money to do. And, you know, it was a lot, a lot of work. I mean, you know, I know a lot of people, you know, these days it's really, you know, a, a keyword, a hot word to say, you know, to hustle or to, to work so much. Um, you know, you've got to be on the grind. You got to do your side hustle. I, I was doing that before it was like a word um, or, you know, you know, or a hashtag, but, yeah. um, or before hashtags existed. But, um, you know, to me, I would want to get, you know, as much the boat is close to the dock as possible. And what that really means is, you know, if you're working a job and let's say, you know, you got to look at numbers. So if you're making, you know, $30,000 at your job now and on the side, you're making 10,000 as, you know, a wedding filmmaker and you've, you've shot, you know, five weddings for $2,000 or something. Um, I would wait as long as possible to where it is ridiculous to not, jump in full time. Like that's where I'm at, you know, after I, I was so just risk averse back in that I was, I would just jump in, get wet. We'll see what happens. Um, but you know, now it would be, I would want to have enough weddings on the books to say, Hey, worst case scenario, I can pay my bills. And I know that if I have full time hours available, you know, I'm working a 40 hour job and, you know, over here with this 10 to 20 extra hours a week that I'm putting into my side hustle, I'm making 70% as much as I do in my real job. Um, you know, if, if it's getting that close and you know that like by doing that, you can, you know, with 20 more hours a week or 30 more hours a week to focus on your, your actual brand, you know, that's, that's when I'm starting to get ready for it. So like to do that, you've got to know, you got to know your numbers really well. Um, you got to know your cost really well. And it's, you know, not necessarily as sexy as talking about a drone or about a new lens. Um, but you know, you got to know, okay, I want, I need to make this much money plus taxes to be able to replace my income. And that's, that's all I'm looking at is a, it's a, a math equation. And so, um, however many weddings that is times the amount that you're going to make per wedding, 
minus expenses equals the money you'll make. And if that can be enough to give you bread and water and pay your lights and pay your, you know, pay your house, um, that that's whenever I would do it because the sooner you can get into, you know, being full-time thinking about the thing that you're building, the sooner that you're going to, you know, like be able to make even more. And so that first year, whenever I went 2009, I quit my job in July and I had 13 or 14 weddings on the books for 2010. And I had, at that time I was filming football games in Oklahoma, which is crazy. Um, and I was making somewhere around three or $4,000 a weekend filming football games for like mini peewee football. It was crazy. But mm -hmm. I knew that like from July until February, I was covered with what I already had. So I had from there till February to book out the rest of my year. And so by the time February of the next year rolled around, I had done bridal shows, I had done advertising, and I had like 32, 33 weddings on the books and I was off, off running. Nice. Yeah, that's really good. Okay. So, um, let's, let's talk about, um, let's, let's talk about your goals. So this is, we're kind of shifting into the, the realm of someone who is full-time now and, um, you know, kind of, kind of thinking about that person who, who has gone full-time, but who is ready to increase what they're doing. You know, mm -hmm. they've, they've been able to, to sustain themselves <clears throat> And now they're looking for growth. Um, what does it look like to to set some set some goals that are measurable, that are attainable, and um, you know that can that can launch you forward in what you're doing? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody has to look within, and you know, some people they're motivated by money. You know, some people are motivated by time. They, you know, if if you're motivated by being able to push pause at work and go see your kids' game today. Um, if you're motivated by, um, you know, success and in the fact of like winning awards or having clout amongst the wedding film community or traveling or, you know, there, so first of all is defining like what is success to you. Success to me is making an income that I can live comfortably while having the freedom to do and go like spend time with my family, you know, having two little girls. Um, one of them is in second grade and one of them is two years old. And so like I, what, what success looks like to me is being able to like, I, today's my first day back from 30 days off, um, just spent with the family, just relaxed, um, you know, tiny bits of work, but mainly just chilling with the family. So um, setting those goals in front of you, if, if you don't have a family or, or like kids to come home to right now, if you're in a different stage of life, if you're in college or if you're, you know, just asking yourself, what does success look like to you helps you a lot. And so today, you know, this is 2019 now, I mean, I'm looking up at my, my goals board and the, I've realized to me, the more that I can trim out, the, the more simple I can make my life, the happier I am. And so like we were talking about going from 12 employees to two, um, two years ago, we shot 39 video weddings and, um, you know, I had other teams going out to shoot. Obviously I didn't shoot all of those, but I shot about 35 weddings and was just exhausted and like, just, just too much. I couldn't, I couldn't sustain that. That's just too many weddings for me. Some people that's a, a huge win for them. Um, so my goals for 2019 look like, 
how can I make as much for as little time as possible? <laughs> and so I know that sounds pretty simple, but um, I sit today with 17 weddings booked for this year um, at the highest average that I've ever had for just their starting opening, what their, what their base to pay me is. Um, my goal is 25 and I'm going to like, I just raised my prices again um, because I really want to only hit 25 weddings because I want half of the year to be able to focus on family and building how to film weddings, our podcast and the education side, because I feel like at a certain point, there was like a five-year window of time where I just, I, I, it was a blur because I was just filming weddings and editing and filming and editing and years were going by and I didn't have a plan. And just by having a whiteboard up or having a spreadsheet with all of my numbers um, has really helped me to, to stay focused. And if somebody contacts me today and says they have X amount of dollars budget for their wedding video and it's $2,000 less than I charge, I can confidently say I'm going to have to pass on that uh, because it doesn't align with my actual goals. I was asked to um, second shoot on New Year's Eve for a photographer here in town and he was going to pay me a lot of money. He had someone bail on him and I didn't have anything going. But I was able to confidently look at my numbers, know how much money was coming in and say, actually, I'm just going to spend New Year's Eve with my family. And some people might think I'm crazy for that. It doesn't matter because that was my goal. Um, mm. So anyway. Yeah, no, that's really good. Um, okay, so tell me about the... Um, I think having, having a goal of you, you got this goal of 25 weddings mm -hmm. and it's, it's sort of a, it sounds like it's sort of a hard goal. Like I'm going to, uh, not like difficult to achieve, but like, this is this this is where I'm going to hit. And I'm not going to, I'm going to do everything I can to not hit more than that either, mm -hmm. because the other goal is more time with your family than you had when you were shooting 35 weddings. Um, mm -hmm. so talk to me about you know, you're, you're at the, the 17, you got 17 weddings right now, as of January 2nd booked for the year. Mm -hmm. And so that means you've only got, you know, uh, eight more weddings to book for the year. So what does it look like to, to sort of walk that line and try to achieve that specific goal? And why have you set this specific number of 25? Yeah. So, I was meeting with uh, Rick and Sarah Pendergraft the other day. They're here in Tulsa as well. We had lunch and we were talking and, um, about our goals and stuff and just about like 25 weddings is my goal. And Sarah was like, well, would you take 26? And I was like, yeah, if they're willing to pay. And it's like, I have this really hard time, you know, especially from where I grew up with no money to now, um, to saying no, even like I say no to anybody that's not willing to pay me. That's easy to do. So to be at 17 weddings at the very beginning of the year is pretty scary for me. Um, as I'm really preaching and trying my best to stay at 25, I will be honest. If somebody is willing to pay me for the 26th wedding, once I raise the prices, it's going to be really hard to say no. Um, because I just have that as more of a buffer. You know, if I'm between like 22 and 28, 27, something like that, I'm still going to be in like my happy place. And I think defining that, you know, is like if somebody's willing to pay me $10,000 to come out on a Saturday where I'm not booked and my wife is like, yeah, I'm, we're not doing anything anyway. Um, I'll take some new furniture or I'll take, you know, like 
something like that, it's a little bit different. I was having lunch with Rick and Sarah Pendergraf from Pen Weddings a couple of weeks back, and we were talking just about goals and prices, and um, they're here in Tulsa as well. So we we uh, chatted just about that, and Sarah asked me, you know, 25 weddings, what happens after you book 25? Would you take a 26th? And I was like, yeah, probably, <laughs> you know, and it's like, that's just me being honest. I'm trying my very best. You know, I did 30 this last year in 2018, 39 the year before. And my goal is to raise the prices enough to where 25, 26, somewhere in there is really um, where, it, you know, that two in a month is a, a happy, you know, two editing, two shooting um, without hiring anybody to do any of that um, other stuff. That's like my happy place. And I don't care if it makes other wedding filmmakers happy or doesn't make them happy. I just look within and know my truth of like, that's somewhere in there, my happy place. So um, I say 25, we'll see if it goes past 25, but you know, just as a, a throwing it out there, we've raised our prices now, you know, our videos start at 5,000 for, you know, two shooters with seven hours and a six minute film, everything else is an upgrade. So, you know, we're getting up into the, the five figures for some of these weddings um, for video only. And then we also have our photo side of our company too. So um, it's a little less expensive than the video, but you know, most of our weddings are, are getting close up there to, you know, the, the eight to $10,000 for their wedding film. And so at that rate, to me, I'm happy to go out and shoot if they're willing to pay it. I'm just trying to find that happy place of like, I'm charging this amount and it is actually pulling back, you know, the actual flow of the amount of people that can actually even afford that. So, you know, I got two messages this weekend from sisters of brides that I did their weddings in the last couple of years and they spent, you know, very high six figure amounts on their total wedding. And they're like, Hey, are you available this day or this date? I'm about to book my venue. So I know some of these weddings are going to book me. And so I'm spending little to nothing on marketing and just really focusing on how can I make quality films and 25 to 27, 26 of them I'd be happy with in 2019. Yeah. Very cool. Um, okay. And I want to hear, um, I think it's, it's always interesting. And I know there's other folks out there who are doing, doing both doing photo and video. Um, Talk to me about the sort of the, some of the goals and, and measurements there as well. As in like, what would the photo? Yeah. I mean, what, what does this look like to, um, to sort of, uh, divide, divide your attention between these, these two categories and, mm -hmm. um, and, and kind of grow both sides of those things. I'm, I'm assuming yeah. most of your metrics that you're talking about here are just a video you're yeah. trying to hit 25 wedding videos. Yeah. And we um, have metrics for the photos too. We're trying to hit 20. We did 22 weddings last year um, for photo. And um, I hired Nina to run our studio as well as run the photo department. She had worked in another studio for seven years or something. So she's been shooting for about 10 years. And I really just, I mean, I pay her well, but I let her run it herself. She doesn't want to market. She doesn't want to deal with contracts or finding brides. So, you know, our workflow in the office, I enjoy meeting the couples and talking to them and not everybody books us for both video and photo. Sometimes people just book us for photo, sometimes just for video. So, you know, when people reach out to our company, I'm the one that's talking to them. Um, once we have gotten really close to booking them or we're meeting with them in person, that's when Nina comes in and introduces herself. So she's kind of got 
like in her mind, the best of both worlds, because she doesn't have to deal with sales or selling herself. She can just be creative and, you know, shoot. And so I'm overseeing it and saying, hey, I like this color. I like these images. I like this vibe that matches the video um, that we're trying to do. Um, and we talk together and we figure out together, you know, numbers. But like when it comes down to it, I'm running the company. I've hired, you know, a, a, a portion of our company to be just the photos. And I'm letting her run with that. And I give her pretty um, open freedom to do whatever she wants with that. And I'm booking them, you know, and trying to stay within that 20 or so range. And what we've done, I mean, when we meet, we're figuring out what can we take out of the process what can we take out to just get it down to exactly what a couple needs to book us and to you know exactly what's in the packages and so it's nice to have somebody to like bounce ideas and stuff off of but goals wise um you know i'm kind of communicating to her here's where i want to go what do you think and she's been around now this is her sixth year working for me so she knows you know uh we should think about this or we should think about that and so she's behind all of the, the money and the spreadsheets and all the details. And I'm like coming to her with all my ideas and we should get this piece of gear and that thing. And, and so it's a, it's a nice little balance to not just have free reign, you know, to, to my bank account. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Very cool. Okay. So tell me if you have some advice for, um, for someone who has, has never really set goals before. They've just sort of like gone at things and they've, um, you know, whatever happens, happens. And I'm trying to push forward, but I don't necessarily set specific goals or anything. It's just sort of like, okay, well, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to increase the, you know, the amount of income we're making that mm -hmm. just, you know, these sort of uh, broad generic thoughts, but not really setting specific goals. What are, what are some thoughts, um, some ideas that you have for someone who says, okay, this is the year I'm really going to take this seriously. Um, what, what, what are you going to recommend to that person? Like where's yeah. the starting place? So like whenever you're first getting going on setting goals, you're not going to be able to know everything or it, it feels like this big mountain to climb and there's no right or wrong. Whenever you're figuring this out, like if you get a yellow pad and just kind of write, where you want to be or how much you want to make, or I always begin with the end in, end in mind. And so it's like, if I want to make a hundred thousand dollars, that's my goal. You know, like I want to start with that goal and work my way backward. So if that's the case and a hundred grand is what I want to make and I charge 5,000 per wedding, I need to shoot 20 weddings. Or if I charge 2,500 per wedding, I need to shoot 40 weddings or, um, and so somebody that's just getting going, I'm going to write out, I'm just going to, take an hour to just write out everything, like to just give yourself a brain dump, you know, where it's like, just dump all this stuff in your brain onto a piece of paper and say, do I care about measuring this? Do I, do I not care? Do I care how many YouTube followers I have, or do I care how many leads I get? Or, and so anything that's measurable is something that I would just look at putting on a, a spreadsheet, making a column for January through December. And then at the end of it, putting a number that says, X amount of dollars or X amount of inquiries or views on YouTube or subscribers or whatever. Um, and just slowly every month going back and looking at the end of the month, if I've gotten any further or where I'm at with that, being able to look down the mountain instead of up the mountains, nice. Um, and just every month kind of tweaking it a little bit, you know, it took me six, seven months of just trying to track all these goals 
to really know what I cared about. You know, like at a certain point it was like, I'm tracking how many, everything, like it was just too many details. And it was like, what I really care about is how many inquiries I'm getting, how many I'm booking, you know, how many followers I have on the, the few platforms that I'm really pushing and working from that. So if I'm new, you just got to give yourself a little bit of grace. You got to give yourself a little bit of time to really just focus in on what's important to you. Um, that That's where I would get going with it. Hmm. Good stuff, Joan. Good stuff. Well, um, yeah. Is there, what else, what else uh, do you want to leave with our audience? Um, if they're, they're going to leave here and, you know, uh, have a session, sit down, set some goals. What else do you want to leave with them? Final thoughts here. Yeah, I think that having somebody else that you can, uh, another person that does what you do, that you can text back and forth with, that you mm-hmm. can bounce ideas off of in your market or in another market or on Facebook. Um, you know, what we're providing with the podcasts, you know, that we have, um, you know, just jumping in and making sure you're you're not too pri- like proud to take advice from somebody that might be newer than you or have been doing it for a lot longer than you. Um, but sitting down and being able to bounce ideas off of somebody else is huge. Having just a buddy that, hey, you want to watch my film? What do you think? You know, being able to take critique, being able to say, hey, I'm charging this much for this package. What are you, you know, what are you doing? Let's compare notes. Um, you know, I have Nick in Kansas who I, I've been doing that with, and my business is so much better because we've been pushing each other to set better goals. And, and, you know, just having an outside perspective is really huge. Um, and then the other thing too, is just like looking at what is in your life that doesn't need to be there. I don't want to go all philosophical, but like what is hanging over your head that you hate about is your, is your studio messy? Is your, you know, is your office at your house too, too messy or is your inbox too full? What is in your way of just being able to, to focus on your goals and your dreams? Cause we always are working in our business and not working on our business. And if you just say, Hey, on Mondays from eight to 9 AM, I'm going to look at my goals. I'm going to start out my week and look at the goals. I'm going to see what's on my plate for the week. I'm going to plan. I'm going to be intentional. And that's the main thing for me this year is like, I'm just going to be very intentional and you can't be very intentional. If there's so many things hanging over your head that you can't even, you don't know which thing is the most important. So I just spent the entire 2018 saying, do I need this? Is this something that actually helps me achieve my goals? And is this something that I actually need around? And so, I mean, we threw things away. We got rid of gear we didn't need. We moved desks out that we didn't need. We sold things on Facebook market. I mean, we just decluttered our life. So like it is a very, very simple, simple process for us now um, within our company, which has made it very, very easy to see what is my goal, you know? And so if there's things that are in your way, just decluttering that, decluttering your life, whatever that means, um, that that will help you with your goals. And then also um, the last little bit, you know, is just as simple as it might sound, get a whiteboard and write out, you know, a column for January through December. And at the very end, have this is my main goal for the year. You know, if it's 25 weddings at the very end, it should say 25. And the first column saying January, I have 17. And then in February, I have 19 and or whatever it is. And being able to just look back at those goals because busyness will rob you of your year and busyness will rob you of making those goals happen three months will go by and you'll say oh my goodness i haven't even thought about my business it's just been 90 days 
and what the heck am I doing? Like I've forgotten. So having those goals keep, keep you, you know, that North star of like, Oh, I only want 25 weddings. So it's easy for me to say no to that wedding that wants to book me for less than what I want to charge. Or I can say no to going to that venue open house that I, you know, that's out of town that I get asked to go to and like learning to say no to things. Um, that was the huge, huge thing for me in 2018 was it's okay to say no, you know, it should either be a heck yes or a no. And that's, that's where it goes. So, um, that, that's, that's the main thing for me and what I'm working on, you know, and that's, that's how I teach and how I've been, um, helping as many people as just saying what I've been doing. And this is what I'm doing. I am literally trying to say no to as many things as possible. And I'm trying like right after this podcast, I'm taking everything out of my office and putting it back in and only keeping the things that I need in my office. Um, just as a fresh start for the year, a fresh start and getting things so simple that I'm able to focus on what really matters to me. Love it. Awesome, man. Well, uh, this has been fantastic. If our listeners want to hear more about what you guys are doing, whether it's uh, in your business or in the educational space, maybe give me a, give me a quick rundown of where they need to go. Yeah. So the podcast that Nick uh, Miller out of Kansas and I started this time uh, last year, or we started the podcast a few months ago is how to film weddings. Um, it's on all of the platforms. So if they search how to film weddings, they're going to find it. Um, YouTube's really big for us. So youtube.com slash how to film weddings. We're putting all of our podcasts there, all of our tutorials there. Um, and honestly, it's, it's very much just a conversation with lots of different people. Um, just really trying to get down to how to grow a business, how to make it successful. Um, so how to film weddings on all the platforms. Uh, we try to make it as simple as possible. <laughs> and then uh, my work is, is redeemedproductions.com. Um, and I'm all over your, you know, the wedding film Academy group and everything, but, um, you know, I'm always on there. If anybody wants to reach out to me, just John J O H N at redeemedproductions.com. I'd love to chat. Um, I get a big kick out of answering questions for people and just helping them with their business. I don't know it all, but I I've definitely made about every mistake you can make. So my goal is to help people not get, uh, get involved and make mistakes that they, they can skip. So if I can help somebody do that, um, that's what gets me excited um, in the morning to get up and like help people grow their business and get better. So those are the main places they can find me. Awesome. Thanks, John. I appreciate your time this morning and, and all your thoughts. And uh, here's to an awesome 2019. Let's do this. Cheers. Thing, Cheers. <laughs> all right, thanks for having me on. Thanks everybody for listening.